Hello, welcome back to Adorn Podcast. This is episode 85 and we're kicking off 2020. Hi friends and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. Does January seem like it's the longest month ever? We were literally just talking about this. I'm like, this. we are on the five millionth week of yes, January, seriously. it feels like. Seriously. And I was just thinking, like... As I was saying that intro, I don't know why I said 2020. Doesn't that sound weird? I feel like 2020. I've heard maybe. it both ways. But 2020 makes me think of the TV I know, like I know. news thing. I'm Bob- Barbara Walters and this is 2020. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And the, the weather hadn't even been that bad here. Like, usually it's because it's all cold. Yeah, and true. Rainy, it's, it's been, been pretty nice, chill. Yeah. But not chill. <laughs> but January. It's been not chill. Yeah, not chill. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyway, so what's been going on with you since we last sat at this table back in like early November? I feel like there's so much has happened. Yeah. And it's been what, two months and I feel like <laughs> everything's crazy. changed. Like, crazy. Everything. Really not. That's being super dramatic. But um, a lot has changed in our life. Um, we had Reed. We had our son. Baby Reed. Baby Reed. Tell he, us his stats. He was um, nine, two, nine pounds, two ounces. Big baby. Uh, he was born on December 6th, a couple days late, and uh, he's just a perfect little angel. He doesn't sleep well at night, but beyond that, he's a really good baby, so he can't complain. Very good baby. He traveled with us to Dallas and yeah. back and slept the whole way, and he is an angel, baby. angel baby, <laughs> and so chunky and yeah. so sweet. Yeah, so it's, sweet. Been, it's been really sweet. That's a good word to describe it, because I was talking to my husband about this, of how with the twins, when they're newborns, it's just like you're just trying to stay alive mm-hmm. and so I don't feel like I got to like really relish in the sweet moments with them um as I get to with him so it kind of makes me like really slow down and and that first um like couple weeks after he was born close to a month after he was born like I really tried to just not do anything yeah which if you know Casey like that's, that's really hard for, hard you. for yeah. me but the Lord was super faithful during that time to just like allow me to rest yeah. and just really grow and so that was good. So cool. Yeah. So in this season of new baby and transitions and all of that, what has God been teaching you? Um, actually, through the wisdom of a friend at church yesterday, I realized what God had been teaching me. Like I didn't really put it together in this moment, but I think kind of like what I was saying of just really resting in who God is and it's not what I do that makes him love me and makes me a child of his. It's just that I am his, that that's why that his mercy and his grace is makes me his and that I don't need to perform. I don't need to get all these tasks done, which, you know, I feel like he was kind of teaching me that all the way throughout my pregnancy, but also, um, you know, in that first season of him being really little, but even more so just like in his sovereignty in that as well, because his, um, like his design for our family is not what I would have thought it would have been, but to just trust that mm-hmm. that's what was right. And I, you know, I see little glimpses of that now. And especially with the girls, like w- the hardest thing about adding a baby when you have two six-year-olds is that they're very, um, 
used to getting all of my attention. Right, yeah. You know, they've only ever known it being the four of us. Mm-hmm. And so this is a huge change for them. And so that's been the toughest thing is for me to balance. How do I give them enough attention mm-hmm. and, and love and not make them feel gypped but at the same time like it's really good for them to realize that my life doesn't revolve around them so trying to kind of balance that and a friend yesterday said it really well she said you know God is using this to sanctify them Mm -hmm. just like he's using it to sanctify you Mm -hmm. and I was like that's really good because she's like reminding me I I don't need to try to be the best mom that I can be Mm -hmm. to show them I still care about them or to to take care of Reed or those things like I really need to just rest in God because even if it seems like this is the hardest thing in their life which it probably is the hardest thing in their little life which that in of itself is a blessing that this is the hardest thing in their life (laughs) but but that facing them facing this is like a way that God is teaching them about himself and that I don't need to try to fix it all the time like yes I do want to pour into them but I don't have to try to fix mm-hmm. it's not a problem does that make sense? oh yeah kind of, oh yeah it's for not sure. a problem that needs to be fixed right. it's just a way for us to be pointed back to jesus it is that yeah. was a lot of word vomit that's on that, okay so. i'm probably gonna word vomit <laughs> here in a minute so that's totally fine no, i guess i'm I still processing good. but yeah. yeah i guess just reminding me of his sovereignty in his timing and in his goodness and in his sanctifying of each of us and mm-hmm. of, of the girls that's good i like when you said it's not a problem, like it's mm-hmm. not a problem to be fixed. I think we live in a world where we're constantly trying to fix our problems. Yeah. And yeah. I think remembering Especially our kids' that, problems. Right. We and I think that remembering everything. quote unquote suffering, because that's what they feel like they're doing right now. They sure. feel like yeah. they're suffering. Yeah. I think remembering that suffering can be for a reason. Yeah. And that's part yep. of the sanctification and, um, it's not always something we need to try to fix. Yeah. Most of the time, it's not something we can fix. Right. And just resting in that and being okay with that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. How about you? What's new in your life? So our whole world has changed, too. <laughs> it has been a season of transitions. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, over the last few months, Jonathan has transitioned out of his job that he had for eight and a half years into a new job um, outside of the church this time. He is working for a um, ministry called Flourish, and he's absolutely loving it. Mm -hmm. And um, through all of this, our family has also changed churches. And so the place where we were for eight and a half, almost nine years, um, we moved from there we're still in the same town which is makes it easier and harder in some ways um but we're finally back at the same church (laughs) we're back at the same (laughs) church which is awesome and totally 100% God's leading Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was all just God's prompting it was about a six-month process that God just really worked on our hearts and he showed us one little step after the other Mm -hmm. we would question we'd say you know is this is this really God's leading like this all seems to be happening so quickly is this something we're trying to make Mm -hmm. happen and so we kind of would take a step back and then God would kind of push us forward and be like nope you're right where I want you like this is what you need to do and um if you're local and want to know more about our journey I would love to sit and have coffee with you and I can tell you more about um, the really, really cool things that mm-hmm. God did to specifically show us what we were supposed to be doing. And um, it was so much fun. I, I was able to bring Aaron along mm-hmm. on that journey. And I know that wasn't always so much fun for her, but it no, was really cool. I was cool. going to encourage you. I was going to say it was really, it's really 
I mean, it's fun to watch God reveal things in your own life, but it's really fun to watch God just like lead people so yes. clearly, uh-huh. especially when, when you know, like they're really earnestly seeking mm-hmm. what God has for them and clarity and discernment in that. And then to just watch him show up in just like the craziest ways yes. was crazy. so cool. Like crazy cool ways. Yeah. And he's continuing to do that. Um, because as we've transitioned, I've gone through a little bit of a season of loneliness because I've always had a big group of girlfriends Mm -hmm. and, um, we've always had a lot of community surrounding us. And, um, I've, I've feel like I've lost some of that in some sense. And, um, but God has been so faithful even through that to continue to show me like, no, this is where I want you Mm -hmm. to be. Just push into me, you know, find rest in me, find your worth in me and who I say you are, not who the world says, Mm -hmm. says you are. Um, and so even though it's been tough, it's been so tough it's been so good too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hardest part has been walking with the girls through this transition. Yeah. Lydia and Juliana, they've been, um, fine. Uh, they have friends that are new church already and, and they've been okay. But, um, our oldest cadence has struggled some and she's just struggled with some anxiety. She's a lot like me. And so walking her with her Mm -hmm. through that has been tough. Um, but it's just been such a good reminder. She has such a foundation in, um, the importance of scripture Mm -hmm. and to see her find rest in that, to Mm -hmm. see her every single night reading through the Psalms and, um, just depending on that, that has been where she has completely found her peace and her Mm -hmm. comfort. And that has been so beautiful. Even though it's been so hard and it hurts my mama heart to watch her struggle it's been so beautiful to see her really lean into God during this this tough time so cool and so it's been it's been a really cool season um so yeah that's kind of where we (laughs) we've been last two or three months what do you feel like God has been teaching you specifically most about him during this big transition I think once again, kind of like what you said, just his sovereignty Mm -hmm. and just, um, really depending on that and trusting that his plan is better than ours. Mm -hmm. Um, remembering that, like I said, our worth is not in what anybody else says. It's 100% in, um, who he says we are Mm -hmm. and that I'm a child of him. Um, it's been because that's been really difficult throughout this whole thing is I want to look to, well, what do they think of us and what Mm -hmm. do they think of us? But I've just really had to trust that, um, it doesn't matter what anybody Mm -hmm. else thinks. All that matters is what God thinks. And we are following after what he's telling us to do. And also just kind of another thing that he's really been teaching us as a family is taking the long view of things, like not wanting these immediate results that we're so used to with high speed internet and all the things, um, and Google and Amazon. Mm -hmm. We talked about this a little bit with the Advent series, just the immediate results, but taking the long view of ministry and in your family and in your relationships and just really cultivating things and, and investing in things for years down the road, not Mm -hmm. just for today or tomorrow. So those are just a few of the, I feel like hundreds of things that Mm -hmm. he's taught me over the last few months, but that's good. Yeah. That's good. Thank you for sharing all that with us. Yeah. So what are some of our plans for the spring season of our little podcast? Our little podcast. <laughs> um, so we have a lot of fun, exciting things coming up. We do. Um, we are going to continue to be faithful to what you know the Lord has put on our heart with this podcast, which is walking through books of the Bible, learning more about him, 
establishing biblical literacy and, and all of those things. And we're going to do that. We're going to jump back into Matthew. Um, we left off after the Sermon on the Mount, and then we did our Advent series, and now we're going to jump back in and kind of pick up where we left off. We're going to try to condense Matthew into this spring season because we have some new exciting stuff coming for the fall as well. So we're going to try to break that down. So it might be a little bit faster pace, um, but we're really excited about covering the whole rest of the Gospel of Matthew. What's some other yeah. stuff we have coming? So we have next week an interview with our hubbies right in time for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. And then um, we also, this last weekend, which we're going to talk about a little bit more here in a minute, we went to the Proclaim Truth Conference again. And this time we had the amazing privilege of leading a workshop. And part of that workshop was we did a live recording and we covered the first 18 verses of John. Um, So we'll be able to air that for all of you. And then we also have a few other exciting interviews coming up. So we're Mm -hmm. just looking forward to this exciting season. And then we'll break probably in like June and July for the summer. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And then we'll come back in the fall with more fun stuff. Yes. Yes. It's going to be good. Yeah. So, um, do you want to shift into talking about Proclaim yeah, Truth? Yeah, let's okay. do it. So Proclaim Truth, if you have been a listener for a while, you may have listened. Last year we did a review um, of this conference that we went to last year called Proclaim Truth. It's up in Dallas. It's an amazing conference. It's so wonderful. It's so well put together. Um, they pick a different doctrine to focus on each year. Last year it was the doctrine of God. This year was doctrine of scripture, which as you guys know, those are two of our favorites. So obviously we're going to be big <laughs> fans, but, um, where do you want to start? You want to talk about a little bit about just kind of like your experience with it? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, Angie let us in. Well, first of all, so like Aaron said, we've talked about Proclaim Truth on here before, and we actually interviewed the director of Proclaim Truth and the founder, Angie Likens. That was episode 69 when she came on, and she told us about kind of her vision for Mm -hmm. the conference. And it's really just to equip women um, that are in any form of leadership, in any form of teaching the Bible. So that includes like mamas. That includes if you're teaching your kids, if you're teaching your nieces and nephew, anybody Mm -hmm. that wants to proclaim truth into other people's lives. And so it's just such a beautiful vision that she's had for this conference because um, it's very equipping. Like it's very practical and it's, it's not surface level stuff at all. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's got a lot of depth and she brings in amazing speakers and so that was like Aaron said the theme this year was the doctrine of scripture and when she told us about it back like last summer I Mm -hmm. think we were so excited as you can imagine and she told us that they were going to cover in like four sessions the entirety of scripture Mm -hmm. and we were like you are crazy (laughs) and each of the each of the speakers kind of had the same same other like wait you you want me to do what (laughs) um But I'm pretty sure Angie's point in doing this was to remind us of the importance of seeing the Bible Mm -hmm. as as like one story Mm -hmm. as a whole. Mm -hmm. Sure, there's little stories within there, um, and it's important to zoom in and see those, but it's also important to step back and to look at the big picture and we've talked about it a lot but the meta narrative meta I always have trouble with this <laughs> meta narrative of scripture which we covered on um, our advent series mm-hmm. but that creation fall redemption restoration 
every time you open your Bible and you start studying, you should think, okay, where am I in the Mm -hmm. big story of scripture? Where, where does this, you know, play into things? Is this pre-fall? Is this Genesis one and two? Is this, um, you know, during the story of redemption, kind of like the gospels are kind of right in the middle of that, or is this revelation? And it's talking about our future glorification. Like, where is it in the big picture? And so I think just not only is it important to remember that for your own study, but it's important to remember that when you're teaching others. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was really thinking. And that was really kind of one of my big takeaways um, with the conference was just, especially when I'm teaching my kids, remembering to teach them that, mm-hmm. remembering to teach them the whole story of scripture, remembering to stop no matter where we are and to remind them, okay, this is where this falls mm-hmm. in the big story. Yeah. I don't think we were really taught that much as kids, not to say no, that uh-uh. our parents or Bible school teachers did anything wrong. But right. I just don't think it was something that we necessarily thought about or kept yeah. in mind. Yeah. yeah. you. It was very much a zoomed in mm-hmm view which is fine like I said it's good to know those details and you know we can tell you the story of Zacchaeus backwards and forwards and you know those things but it's like where is that not just what book in the Bible is it but in the big story of scripture Mm -hmm. where is it Mm -hmm. and why is it important to the big story of scripture so that was one thing um that really kind of stood out to me it was just a good reminder if you're looking for good um, resources for this. One of our favorites is Angie Smith's Seamless Study. If you're wanting to do this as a study, I feel like that's one of the first studies that um, both of us really, we saw the whole story kind of come together as one. So that's mm-hmm. a good one. And then the other one y'all talk about, the drama of scripture, I've never read mm-hmm. it, but that would be a good one for this too, yeah, it's right? it's a Bible study. But it's, it's a, a book. book. Yeah. Yeah. And it's accessible. I feel like yeah. it, it is like you could read it. Um, and I feel like they referred yeah. to it several times at the conference mm-hmm. too. Um, and then Jordan did on Sunday. Yeah. So I'm like, everybody's talking about this book. So I probably should get it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think that's you probably a good one too. <laughs> but <laughs> the other thing that really stood out to me was, so I said, we led this workshop and Aaron can tell you, I was a nervous wreck. Like I was so nervous. I can sit here at the kitchen table and talk all day. But when I get up in front of people, like my heart starts racing like I ran a marathon and I get out of breath and it's like a physical thing Mm -hmm. and I was like seriously worried that like physically I wasn't going to be able to say the words and that I was going to like throw up or pass out or whatever (laughs) because like I said Angie brings in these phenomenal speakers so Mm -hmm. like when you've just been watching like these ladies that we consider mentors well and the people who were in the room before us was knowing faith podcast yes with Jackie y'all know we love yes and so it was just a little bit intimidating. Yeah. Not that we put these people on a pedestal by any means, but we feel like they're just so knowledgeable mm-hmm. and so just grounded in what they believe. They're so well-spoken. So to follow them in any aspect is just a little bit intimidating. So mm-hmm. I was really, really nervous. And that morning, several people texted us and just said, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. And I know the power of prayer, but that day it was so evident because I was able to get up there and not only did I make it through, but it went really, really well. You did amazing. Like Like you could not, thank you. (laughs) You didn't seem nervous at all. Like it was definitely the best I've ever seen. Yeah. And I didn't feel it. Yeah. I didn't feel nervous. Like my heart was steady. My, 
breath what you know I wasn't out of breath and um had a lot of fun and the ladies seemed very receptive of it they were like super engaged Mm -hmm. to the most engaged I think I've ever seen anybody that we've spoken in front of they asked a lot of questions Mm -hmm. um I feel like you know God did some really cool things while we were teaching and so I was just reminded like Knowing that people were on their knees Mm -hmm. praying for us at home, I was just reminded of the power of Mm -hmm. that and the power of like interceding for people we love Mm -hmm. and and paying attention to, okay, so-and-so is doing this at a certain time. I'm going to pray for them right then. And not only am I going to pray for them, but I'm going to send them a text message and tell them I'm praying for them and let them know because you have no idea how much that's going to mean to them, how much that's going to calm them down. Mm -hmm. It just means a lot. So that, that was huge for me this weekend too. That's good. So there was my word vomit. (laughs) (laughs) So what about you? What what were some of your big takeaways from Proclaim Truth? I agree with everything you say, obviously. I think one of my favorite, like, specific things that went on during, this was during the main sessions. One of the speakers was Courtney Rysick, who we also had on here. Oh, I should amazing I don't know what episode number but it was somewhere oh, around yeah. Angie's yeah um it was in a series we did called our gifts his glory and it's about how these women are using their gifts for God's glory and so um Courtney spoke at Proclaim Truth and she did amazing I mean they, all the speakers did amazing but one of my favorite things she did was with each book that she talked about she had to cover 21 books so but for the books she kind of gave like a one sentence summary yeah. of the books and mm-hmm. how they fit within the grand story and I loved that and so now as I'm reading I'm like thinking okay how do I sum up this book in one sentence That's in really a way good. that mm-hmm. sh- it continues the story mm-hmm. so that at the end if I were to say here's the 66 books here's my my 66 sentences it should tell one story you should assign that to yourself it's kind of a project (laughs) that I want to work on yes and then we'll post it online for all of you to use that would be very cool (laughs) okay now I just talked now I gave Erin one more thing to do (laughs) one more thing to do oh I also forgot to mention with my new stuff since I, I also became staff at our church. Oh, that's right. Staff at the church yes. and officially for TGC. I yes. don't know if you talked that's about that true. very much either. That's true. Oh, so many things. I like totally <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, goodness. Um, so, yeah. But that, anyways, I think that one sentence thing, like, really, it just clicked. Like, there's little, like, tips and tricks and things that work differently for different people. But that's like one that I think would be really effective for me in understanding the whole story if I can attribute each book. And that way, when we are reading out of that book, I can think of like, you know, with the girls, I can think of that sentence and how it relates to the rest Mm -hmm. of scripture. So I thought that was really good idea, Courtney. Good job. Um, And so I, I just really enjoyed the fact, I think when we before have talked about meditative narrative and how we've broken it down and how generally it's broken down into those four parts. But at this conference, it was broken down into more like, I think it was like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. parts. Yeah. And so like covenant was its own part. Yeah. And so yeah. when they talked about the story, it had a little more depth than just the four parts. Cause when we break it into the four parts, well, there's, it's perfectly accurate and it's the, you know, most efficient, maybe you could say, way yeah, to do simple, it, yeah. it does condense a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily talk about the exodus or about specific covenants or yeah. things like that. And so I think the way she broke it down where we talked about, you know, Genesis and creation of the fall, but then we also went into the exodus mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the covenants in the Mosaic law and like those sort of things, I think kind of help make the story a little fuller. Mm-hmm. So I think meta narrative is a good place to go, you know, 
biggest picture you can right. and then kind of breaking it down before you're going zooming in all the way to one book or one story mm-hmm. there are some other kind of categories that we can put it into um and so i think that was really helpful as far as like where do the the covenants and things fit into that meta narrative which helps continue that same story mm-hmm. so um i think that was really helpful as well um i really liked the the variety of speakers that I she know. had there was a lot yes. of just like dynamic speakers and they were all different and brought a little bit different to the you know flair or whatever you want to call it personality and so I really enjoyed that um and then the breakouts the breakouts are always my favorite part of any conference because you can choose you know something specific to what the Lord is stirring in your heart or um the first breakout was great the speaker was great everything was great I shouldn't have chosen it because (laughs) it was called um practicing the presence of God or something like that. And I was like, Oh, that's really good. I need to work on this. Like I need to work on just sitting at the feet of Jesus because I'm such a study type person that I have a hard time just like sitting in silence and prayer is, is tough for me. I've talked about that before. Like it's something I really want to grow in. So I'm like, I'm going to go to that one forgetting the fact that I have a six week old baby <laughs> with me. And so it was great. She would, she would encourage everybody to spend like about 10 minutes in silent prayer. And I'm like sitting over here with this baby, like don't make a noise. Just like burping. Oh my gosh. He burps so loud, like a, a man burp in the middle of this prayer. And I was like, I should probably just leave. Like I'm probably making this really difficult for everybody else in the room. So that probably wasn't my best choice as far as breakout goes, but I really did enjoy it. And she had a handout in, um, it was really good. It walked through kind of Genesis and the like what we learn about God in Genesis and like how to pray through those specific things. And so it was really good. Um, and then the second one was the Knowing Faith podcast, which is always so much fun. So we got to do that last year to watch the, their live recording. Um, and then our breakout, which um, it's always weird to talk about yourself you know what yes, I mean like yes hopefully you <laughs> know why I us like doing it. yeah <laughs> hopefully you know us well enough to know like that we the only chance the only reason we were up there speaking was because of the grace of God yes, like absolutely. it's not our skills obviously nope. if you've been listening to nope. us for a while it's not our knowledge it's <laughs> no. not our you know and so hopefully as we speak about this it doesn't come across arrogant or anything like that but um we really did enjoy having the chance to um to kind of do what we do week by mm-hmm. week here yeah. with a group of women who have never, most of them have probably never listened to us mm-hmm. before. And, um, one of my favorite things, well, it was really cool to watch how the Lord just like totally calmed Casey. But also one of my favorite things was at the end. So what we did was, and you'll get to hear this later. We spent the first half kind of talking about how we prep for the podcast, how we study and those kind of things. And spoiler alert, you'll get to hear that. So that'll be fun. And then we spent the second half recording an episode just like we normally do walking through a passage of scripture. And so at the end, we allowed them some time to talk to each other about like what, you know, what stood out to them from that passage and different things. And and what, you know, what they kind of thought about how we run through it. And if there's any ways like they could take away the, like take what we do and kind of redo it in their churches mm-hmm. or in discipleship or in their living rooms or whatever. Um, and cause it was called how to lead transformative Bible discussions. So we we're trying to think of like, how can they do that on their own? And so one of my favorite things was that different, every person that came up to us after or volunteered to share, um, said something different. Yeah. Like it was really neat to me. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
one lady shared about how she had missed studying the Bible this way, mm-hmm. like really inductively digging deep into studying her Bible. And then another person shared a, like how in that specific passage, we talked about reflecting God and what does that look like in our lives. So she took an application piece out of what we had mm-hmm. talked about. Um, and then some other women um, want to, you know, p- like figure out how they can include these type of discussions in their church. And then one woman came up to us and was like, what, what do you guys think about? Like, if I, you know, there's women who can teach in my church, but they don't, they don't feel equipped to teach or they don't feel like they have the gift of teaching, but I see it in them. Like maybe they could kind of teach like you guys do and go through passages and do it together, Mm -hmm. you know, in front of the women, just like you guys did. And I was like, that's a really, I had never even thought about that. Like I never would have even thought about that to encourage someone to do that in their women's studies. And it's a really great idea. So it was so cool to see how the Lord really, my prayer at the beginning of the um, breakout was Lord, just like use your spirit to, speak to each person how they need it you know what I mean like meet each person where they're at and give them each a word from you or something like that and he really did Mm -hmm. and so that was that was really awesome to see just how the Lord is like this is how I want my I want my people to know me and and this is one way they can know me Mm -hmm. is studying my word this way and in in different facets and what works best for each person in the situation they're in so that was that was really cool yeah it was a great weekend. It was. We love what we love what they do in that ministry, and we hope to go back year after year. Yeah, yeah. And keep an eye out for those episodes coming out. You'll get to hear. It'll be a little different than normal episodes because we do kind of talk to the audience a little bit. Uh-huh. But I think it's gonna yeah, be really I think it's fun. gonna be fun. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So come back next week to listen to our episode. I mean, we always love the episodes with the husbands, but we're excited for this one. Yes, it's a good one. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cox.